Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. There are 31 community-based centers that serve people dealing with sexual assault all across Illinois. And a large amount of the funding they use to do this work comes from the federal government. The Illinois Coalition Against Sexual Assault is a network that distributes money from the government to these centers. And they're saying that that federal funding is coming up short this year. Carrie Ward is the CEO of the coalition. We learned in February that effective July 1 of this year, that dollar amount would be cut in half. And so we would be eligible to apply for $9.5 million instead of $18 million. Ward says the coalition managed to secure a $5 million grant from the state's Department of Human Services to bridge the funding gap. She says a survey showed nearly 75% of the state's crisis centers anticipate a longer waiting list for clients. And 40% of centers may have to close satellite offices. A couple updates on the migrant situation in Chicago. Late last week, Mayor Brandon Johnson said his administration was delaying plans to move asylum seekers out of the High Ridge YMCA, which is in West Ridge. The intention was to move them across the city to Daly College in West Lawn. But ABC7 reported that some families wanted to stay in the West Ridge neighborhood where their kids are enrolled in summer school programs. In a statement, Johnson said asylum seekers will be able to receive similar services at nearby Hurley Elementary in West Lawn to, quote, allow for a smooth transition. Now, the move was supposed to be delayed until yesterday, but my colleagues at the Sun-Times are reporting that it's delayed once again. Mayor Johnson sent them a statement saying that he'd reconsider the impact this would have on asylum-seeking families and that postponing things again would, quote, provide more time for planning by the receiving community as well as possible alternatives to Daly College. So far, the Johnson administration has not clarified why the transfer is happening in the first place. Even a local city council member is in the dark about the plan. So you may have heard about Luis Alberto Aguilar Perez. He was a 26-year-old asylum seeker from Venezuela, and he was found dead at a temporary migrant shelter earlier this month. Over the weekend, about a dozen migrants filled the pews of a church in Woodlawn to mourn his death. At the memorial service, his sister Corelli described her younger brother as kind and generous. I've only been in the United States for a month. He was the one that helped me arrive to the United States. He did it to help us and to protect us just like he always had. The Sun-Times is also reporting on this, and they say this is the first publicly known death at a city-owned facility since migrants began arriving in Chicago last year. An investigation surrounding his death is still underway. There's a new study out from the University of Chicago on a mental health program in Chicago public schools. Working on womanhood, or WOW, lets students spend time in a counseling session while they're at school. And the study says it can be a model for helping teenage girls cope with trauma. 
My colleague Sarah Karp is reporting on the program, and she spoke to one of the Orr High School students, Jasmine Tut. Tut says it starts with a check-in and then a discussion about students' lives. Right now at our age, we may be going through school stress, depression, and with being in WOW, it, it be able to connect you with a person that you could just probably just talk to. The study found that WOW reduced stress, anxiety, and depression. And a previous study found that 38% of teenage girls in Chicago's neighborhood schools showed signs of PTSD, double the rate of soldiers returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. And now a few quick hits. Large patches of Illinois are still in a moderate drought right now, according to the latest map from the U.S. Drought Monitor. Dr. Christy Rollinson is with the Morton Arboretum in Lyle, a Chicago suburb. She says some trees are now showing signs of stress, like discolored leaves. Rollinson recommends watering and mulching your trees now before they start to decline. And the Midway Airport saw more passengers in the first quarter of 2023 than it did that same time period before the pandemic. That's according to the latest passenger data from the city's aviation department. Meanwhile, O'Hare, the city's largest airport, did see its strongest quarter since 2020, but it's still fallen short of its pre-pandemic numbers. And the traffic situation in Chicago is getting worse and worse. A section of Ida B. Wells Drive was shut down over the weekend as the city prepares for the NASCAR race in Chicago. The city says Wells Drive from Michigan Avenue to Columbus Drive was shut down, including sidewalks. Residents are encouraged to use Jackson and Balboa Drives as alternate routes. The race weekend is July 1st and 2nd. As for the weather, partly cloudy this morning, but getting sunnier by this afternoon. And still a little cooler today with highs in the high 60s, but it's warming up later this week. And that is it for now on The Rundown. Later today, we're talking cars. Less more of that traffic update I gave you and more about cars and infrastructure in general. In a way, they seem to make us feel more free, but mostly cars make our cities uglier and more dangerous. They make our air less breathable and our commutes miserable. That's according to Daniel Knowles, author of Car Mageddon: how cars make life worse and what to do about it. I'll talk with him about how we got here. That's coming up today at two o'clock. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.